0: I just want it interactive. I, it's it's our room, not just mine. And I think a lot of when I go and visit other coaches and I sit in their meeting or I I've been in you know you walk to the school and you see teachers, some of the best teachers make it fun, and that's what it should be.
1: How do you create an optimal learning environment for your position group? In this episode, we sit down with Eddie Morrissey, the offensive line coach at the University of Rhode Island who shares his experience and expertise on fostering effective learning and leadership within his position group. He explains the power of setting the tone on day one and establishing a mission for each season. We discuss the importance of teaching with energy and engagement in order to create a stimulating learning experience for your players. Coach Morrissey reveals his strategies for mixing up the routine with field trips and tailoring teachings to different learning styles. We also delve into the value of interactive methods such as assigning players to research team members and using clips of professional players for inspiration and new perspectives. We finish our discussion on optimizing the meeting room with the significance of assessing learning in the classroom with insights on how quizzes or tests can be used for a check for understanding, allowing players to complete them as a unit, as well as discussing the benefits of talking through test responses. We share our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementing this in your own position meeting room at the end of the episode. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like Video Pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 first down playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. Today we're going to focus on the offensive line room and some of the things that go into creating and optimizing learning in that room. And joining me, Second appearing on the podcast is the offensive line coach now at the University of Rhode Island, Eddie Morrissey. Coach Morrissey, it's great to have you back here again.
0: Oh, great to be back. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: I know the last time, like we covered a lot of topics and they were all really good. So this time we decided, hey, let's dig into uh, the room a little bit more. And, you know, you talked about the film room being a lab. We talked about a lot of things with that, but... You know, just thinking about day one, those players walking into the room, you know, in camp, you just did it in spring ball and you, you took over right before, uh, but you're going to do it again here coming up in fall camp. Day one of sitting down with those guys for you, what does it look like? How do you set the tone?
0: That's you know, a really good question and a really good topic. And I think every, I shouldn't speak for every coach, but you try to find what are you guys going to be? You know, who are we going to be as a group? So you kind of go through your thoughts and, and have that process. And I don't try to come up with a slogan. I know we hit on before five strong. It's it's a way of life. That's who we are. And they know that going in because they'll be around for the summer. But I think the big thing when you go into the room and you address them is what are your core beliefs? So I hit on five strong and then you kind of get into that kind of what we did before. But really what it comes down to is I look at, you know, each year clean slate. Right. So. What was Rhode Island before I got there? They've been, you know, seven and four, seven and four. So, all spring, as I'm getting to know these guys um, and heading into the summer, and now we're in August because it's going to be the, you know, the first meeting, what do you talk about? It's unfinished business. So, really, whatever you're going into that year, I'm not saying it's a slogan, but it's what is our mission? And that's what I've really hit on in this off season is yes, we're five strong. We are on a mission and it's unfinished business. But the biggest thing is we're on a mission. And and not really talking about it and not talking about a championship, but what are we going to do today in this meeting? What are we going to do? And then you kind of hit on that. That's what I will hit on. And then we'll dive right into whatever it is that we need to, to hit on. But for me, it's going to be, we are on a mission, unfinished business. I have, you know, four seniors in that room. Um, that That's everything to them. That's why they're coming back. They want to win. And I think being able to hit on that every day will be that message. You know, at least the start of it, like we were just talking about, you know what I mean? Like just hitting on that as a group, going around the room. And I got a couple new guys, so I'll just go around the room and I'll say, all right, let's go, brand new year. Stand up, Pledge of Allegiance, which we do every day. Sit down, let's go to work, and then I'll go around the room. All right, everybody, introduce yourself. Name, where you're from, what's your major, high school, and your high school mascot. We have a couple laughs with the mascots. And then just kind of dive into it. And I'll say, all right, guys, I know we talked about this already. We're on a mission. And everybody talks about that, right? That's what we're on. Do you all agree? Yes? All right, let's go. And then put up the slide. And whatever that slide is going to be you know, just talking about the things that you have to do to get there. And what we'll talk about is mentality. What is our mentality? Who are we as a room? And what are we going to do that's different than we've done in years past? We haven't won a championship in a long time. Last time it was 84 and 85. Those are the two best years in Rhode Island history. What are we going to do to get over that hump? Okay. So we kind of go through and I'll have the seniors. I have unbelievable. I inherited a room that that the the previous soul line coach did a great job recruiting along with that staff. So I have really good kids in that room. Tremendous leadership. And I'll ask for their opinion, their thoughts, and they'll go and I'll open it up to them. Something I always haven't done because you're just getting to know the group. I know this group and the, the tremendous leadership that they have is just phenomenal. So I'll let them have a voice and let them talk and kind of go through it. I don't think you just dive in meeting one and just start talking about X's and O's. I think it's about bringing the group together and having those conversations.
1: Yeah, it's it's an important thing to set the tone. As, as you were talking, man, I'm I'm like going back to my time as a classroom teacher, and you know, you talked about doing the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, thinking about how that begins in a homeroom, like every day when they had the the news on in the high school and. And, you know, day day one, just establishing, like, this is how we do our work here. These are the expectations of it. You know, just, just like you said, you're not going to jump into it all right away. Like, with all of it, that's a progression just like we would do on the field. So, as you start to look at the things that you're going to teach that do pertain to the field, you know, what what's the starting point for you? You know, day one, lesson one in that classroom, where do you start?
0: You know, it's interesting because I think you can go, like sometimes you you, you go into these meetings, right? You've had a team meeting and then you come into your your unit meeting and then you go positionally and they're already, you know, kind of worn out. So you get them to stand up after you've done all that. You're like, all right, let's go kind of stand up, stretch it out a little bit. Now let's get to work. So here's who we are. Here's who we're going to be. And now let's go from there. So now you start talking about, You know, things that are going to make us different. And the thing that I always hit on is, all right, we're going to talk about some individual. We're going to go through this. But more importantly, we are going to be the best condition O-line in the country. And I'll say yes, best condition O-line in the country. Whether we are or not, we're going to believe that we are. So that's the foundation of it and the kids will kind of get a chuckle out of it, and they'll laugh and say, so what, what are we, a track team? They always laugh at me during an individual. Be like, oh, we got track practice today. And I'll say, that's what I want to be because I think in the second half, and the fourth quarter, that's where you're going to wear teams out, and that's where you're going to get your advantage. But you have to be in great shape. So we talk about that and give kind of examples of it, and we'll go through that. And then we'll get into not necessarily the scheme of it, in that first meeting, you know, you may get some of the install, but I don't think that's the time to do it. I don't because you're just getting them back, you know, and then we'll just hit on what I talked about being in shape. And then really, I don't think for me, I follow the rules of the head coach. So whatever he's setting as a standard, we're going to follow that standard. But in our room, we have standards. So the things we'll talk about. Okay. So we talk about being the best conditional line. Yes. All right, guys, here's the thing. We're not on list. What does that mean? Uh, We're not going to be late. We're not going to have academic issues. We're just not going to have it. And if we have it, we're going to pay a price. So what's that price? And then I'll talk about that piece with them. And then I kind of let them play a little role in it. But I do want to have it so we're uh, on the same page. And they know right away. Like, when I came in, I was in the middle of the spring. So I didn't just want to drop the hammer and be like, well, this is what we're doing. But, no, now that it is our room together day one meeting, it'll really be the first time I've met with these guys when it's mine and theirs, meaning ours. When I came in, I was almost a guest in their room. You know what I mean? I came in and practiced four, and like I said to them, I said, hey, listen, I and they had a great relationship with their previous online coach. And I said, before you leave the room and go down the hall and get into the portal and complain that I'm a jerk. You don't even know me yet, so just bear with me. Like, let's go through this process a little bit together. And they were great with that. But now it's the first time I've been with them or will be with them in a meeting where it's my room and our room together. So that, to me, is going to be the first time. And that's, like, refreshing, and I love that. So here's the standard. Here's who we're going to be. You know, what's going to separate us from everybody else? And then you kind of go through that. And like I said, I, I believe in it is being the best conditional line of the country. So how do you do that? Well, we do that in in our, you know, individual. What do we do in individual? And then I'll pull up individual and what we're going to do. Here's how we do, you know, our everyday drills. What are those everyday drills? Our indie blocks, our boards, you know, our pass sets, our sets first technique, just things like that that I'll hit on. But more importantly, I want them to leave that meeting understanding that in order for us to accomplish, you know, that championship goal without just hammering championship, 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 it's what are we going to do to get there? And, yes, that's five strong, but we are going to be in great shape. We're going to work extremely hard, and that has to carry over from the summer. Like, I think if you show up and and you're not in shape, you're already behind, and it's going to be over. So that's what I'm hitting on now, and then I'll, I'll hammer that in the meeting, the first one we have together. Sorry, I know that's long-winded, but I, when you got me thinking about it, I think that's the direction of going.
1: Yeah, so – Now, as you're getting into teaching the scheme, right, day two, three, as that starts to progress, you mentioned a lot of meetings. Meeting Sometimes you even have those those meetings like we used to have them with the athletic director or the trainer, then the head coach, then the unit meetings, et cetera. So you're right. By the time they get to you, they could be a little fatigued from the meeting. So it's important that you're just not up there lecturing. And I know you like to keep your meetings interactive. So what kinds of things do you do? to make sure that those guys stay engaged?
0: So I think the meeting room is like you talked about. That's your classroom, and that's where you teach. And I think the best teachers capture the audience and make it interact. So for me, we're going to do that in as far as you kind of feel the room. You look around, and if the guys aren't, their eyes aren't on you, and then you've got to self-critique. So, what's the problem? I'm not bringing enough juice. I'm not bringing enough energy. And I think when you do it, you know, like let's say we had a team meeting and you just went through all the, you know, the compliance, you met with the trainers, the strength coaches, and they're all important pieces. I understand that. But then they get there and they're already a little tired. They're just getting there. They want to hang out with their friends and all that. You have to capture their attention. And you do that with energy, enthusiasm, and tremendous juice. I think that's how you get their attention. And then, Okay, all right, hey, we're putting inside zone in today. Here's the front side calls, like right into it. All right, what do we got? Front side, center guard. And then I may get like an answer from two of me. Nope, nope, that's not what we're looking for. All right, going around the room. Uh, Sebby, give me it. What do we got? And then he'll answer it. And then I'll say, Ace, uh, hey, so what do we got? He'll answer it. You know, just kind of calling them out and staying positive so they're engaged. But you have to call them. And I don't mean in a negative way But any mean, I just want it interactive. I, it's, it's our room, not just mine. And I think a lot of when I go and visit other coaches and I sit in their meeting or I, I've been in, you know, you walk to the school and you see teachers, some of the best teachers make it fun. And that's what it should be. It should be fun. So I'm not just going to hammer home. This is what we do on Inside Zone. This is our stance. This is our footwork. This is our aiming point. Yes, those things are important, but I think they have to want, here's why we're running inside zone. Here's what we're trying to get out of it. Here are our calls, and, okay, let's get up. Oh, you know what? I can sense the room's a little tired. All right, let's go field trip. Let's walk out, and we'll either do it right in the room, or we can walk downstairs, and we got a big, you know, gym. I'll say, all right, field trip on the move, let's go downstairs. And I did that twice in the spring and it's just a change of scenery, but now you turn it into a, you know, a walkthrough. And now I can have it where the guys are. All right, here's what's going to happen on an indie block on inside zone. Here's our aiming point. Now fit in there, put your hands in. All right. Now when the pressure, you know, just things like that, I think one, you know, talking about the play, communicating it with the players, Having them see the play visually, I ask all my guys when I first meet them, how do you learn? And then they tell me. And then you got to make sure you hit on it for each kid. Some kids look at a playbook, and they're great, and they can learn it. Awesome. The majority of my guys learn visually. They need to see it. And I'm not really big on the board, to be honest with you. My board is the Telestrator with the video, so – I can hit with the Telestrator with the mouse, and then I can double click and it erases. I don't need to erase on the board. Now I can just draw it back up, and it's so much faster. So then I can kind of go that way, and then I'll ask them the question. And if you're not getting the answers that you want, well, something's wrong. You must not be teaching it so they can learn it. So I say, all right, let's do this again. And then I'll kind of hit on a couple points. And then once we've gotten through that, let's make sure we can feel it. So, for example... Like I just talked about, maybe the front side of inside zone and an indie block, a guard tackle with a three and a five, just, you know, how they're going to block it. What's the technique of it? On the back side, how are we going to fit in? So the guards fit in on a crowd of the block. What's the crowd of the block? I define it. And then what's the tackle going to do? Well, he's going to angle fit. You know, he's going to be the trail defender. Great. Now what do we do? We fit in. How do we fit in? Okay, they tell me. They answer it. They see it. Great. Now fit in so you guys can feel it and here's where you should be. And to me, I think that's the best way to do it because you have so much time together and it becomes more interactive in the lab, so to speak.
1: As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's vertical raise. To find out more, visit VerticalRays.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision making at the speed of the game. dot teammofo dot com slash demo, and mention coaching coordinator podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive ten percent off your first year. So as you you know you get out of camp, everything's installed, or maybe we're at the end of camp, getting into game weeks and all those things. Uh, How important is it to you that, uh, especially as some of the leaders are established, the guys especially the vocal leaders, that some of that gets turned over to them, that let's say the center, for example, is able to lead them through a play or whatever it might be. I mean, how much do they start to have, I guess, the ability to lead, to teach themselves, right? I think when you look at the, the way someone learns something, one of the most powerful things is if they teach it themselves, because that means they've absorbed that knowledge to the point where they could turn around and share it with someone else. How do you work that into what you do in your classroom?
0: I think that's a great question. And I don't think that I've always done a great job with having the kids, you know, take that over. And this year I have that. I'm not saying I didn't have that in other years. I'm just so used to running the room. But now with the leadership that I have, I've had, you know, Sebby, my center, say, Coach, can I say something? And I'm like, absolutely, say whatever you want. And so I think moving forward, this will be, you know, a great part of who we are. You know, like he called me the other day, and we were talking about, you know, Georgia State, who we opened with on the 31st of August. And having that conversation, just going back and forth on some things that he saw and he's watched, and which is great. Now he can easily talk about that in the room. So how will that look? Well, you pull up, here's our list of runs that we're going to be. Hey, Chevy, take us through inside zone, just kind of talk about it. And then even more importantly, now that you you mentioned that, I think I'll make them hit on, why is this important to you? Like, what's important to you? Like, talk about your experiences. And I think I'll do that during camp. But once we get into it, I do hand them a sheet, and they kind of go through and take their notes. And then what I do is I have them talk. I'll assign each kid a player. So, for example, we're playing Georgia State. I'll assign every kid a a player, meaning their D-line, their linebackers in our room, safeties. And then from their first ring, the second, I mean, no, it's a, you, we don't know necessarily the depth in the first game, but I'll go through and I'll say, all right, just whatever it means to you talk about this player. And they'll talk about that player and they've done their research. So it's almost like they're presenting in front of their peers, gets them to get up front, gets them to talk, gets them to sit up in front of their peers and kind of be uncomfortable in a public speaking environment. But, you also find out how much work and effort they put into it. So I think that part's important. I do. I had been doing that for a couple of years. I do think that's a really good exercise. It gets them to be accountable.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I like that too, of of you know, those guys really uh, being able to share more about each other too. It just builds that bond. As you say, the, the five strong, it starts to build that bond between those guys. Looking at, again, thinking of camp, it moves fast. But at the same time, things at times feel like they're crawling and you like to interject sometimes outside material, not just all film of you. Maybe it's, you know, being able to show something. I know all these guys, it doesn't matter the level. I mean, if they can look at somebody at the higher level doing it, it starts to add new perspective to them. Whether that's on the field stuff or, you know, I've used clips before of guys just talking about the way they approach the game or whatever it might be. I think of you know, off the top of my head, a great one is, you know, Joe Thomas's talk at the Cool Clinic, where he's talking about how he takes notes, how he took notes as a professional, and you know how he used those to prepare for games, like stuff like that. Is that something um, you've brought in before, or uh, find value in?
0: I do. I think anytime you can have those things, and you you put them up on the, you know, on the screen, like you mentioned Joe Thomas, and then there was one with. You know, Ed Reed and talking about the locker room, like little things like that, that you would just play prior to a meeting or maybe it's at the end. But I usually like doing that in the beginning. You hit on a great point, like finding clips. So, all right, we're going to run this protection and here's the set I'm looking for. Now watch so-and-so from wherever it's at. Like I broke down Alabama from 19 and 20 and I have all those cutups. From you know that great old line that they had, and you just show different cutups of the center, you show different cutups of the right tack, you know, just different things. Had a guy doing it at a high level, and then obviously you have your NFL tape, which they like to watch because you know some of them aspire to be there. So I think anytime you can kind of you know do some of those things, it's great. But what I have found is they love watching themselves. So the more I can take one-on-one clips and show that and then go to a protection where they're in it as well. So kind of make that interactive so they see it and then ask them questions. What was your set like here? What was your aiming point? What were you thinking? All right, let's go to this protection. How do you carry it over? So I do think you have to be creative in your meeting and then showing the video always helps because, again, they want to see themselves do it. The majority of them learn the best from seeing it. But you got to stay interactive. You can't just get up there and preach the whole time. They'll tune you out. So having different things during camp you know, hey, and every year it changes. Hey, I saw this, on, like you were saying, I saw this on YouTube or whatever, and you bring it in and you show them. Jocko Wilnick was, has a great one. It's two minutes and it's his talk about good. And you show that and just showing what, you know, talk about why you're showing it. Like, it's not always going to go your way, like just different things. And then kind of maybe take a topic of the day. And then sometimes I'll, I'll say, you know, I'll ask them a question and then we just go off on a little tangent, you know, as a group. Not like I don't mean like the you know political and things like that, but just something that maybe is important to them. All right, hey, we're going to talk about family, guys. Go around the room. What's important? Like when I say family, what's it mean to you? What does that mean? And then we kind of go and we talk about it. Hey, five strong is. I always say what it means to me. What does it mean to you guys? And then kind of go on that a little bit and let them talk. And I think the more you get to know your players on that level, is huge. Just like. You know, for me, you, the guys all want to eat, right? So feeding your guys, whether it's bringing pizza into the room or meeting outside of the, the building so you really get to know them, where well, you coach a guy hard, but you love him up even harder. And I, I think they'll respond to you. I know they'll respond to you if they know you really care and give a shit about them. Like, that is everything. Like, if the kid thinks you're just a coach and does not care, they're not gonna they're not going to do anything. You know what I mean? They're not going to give their best, but if you, if you're invested in them, then I think that's an important piece.
1: Because someone's not happy in that Boston traffic right now, I can tell you that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm in the left lane and this other individual is like in both lanes. So that, that person is not well liked. You just got to stay with the flow. It's crazy. (laughs) Oh man, they were not
1: out. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Well, I'll I'll tell you something I think that's important about those little conversations. And while it may, you know, feel like as they're doing it, you know, uh, maybe even some are asking why we do this. I mean, and everybody just gets a few seconds to to talk. But the thing you realize is from those little conversations, like guys start to see the connection with other people in the room. That outside of that room they're gonna go talk to that guy hey you talked about this and you know you know that happened to me too or whatever it might be uh, that it starts to foster those things while you may not see it all come together in that classroom it serves you know to take them beyond that and starts to build the bonds and even you as a coach when you hear a guy you know something resonates with you you're gonna go talk to him about it more so I think it's you know it's it's very useful activity even if it just takes a few minutes a day it's going to be something that helps build the chemistry of that unit, the bonds between the players, the bond between the player and the coach.
0: So it's interesting you say that when I was uh, a graduate assistant at Oregon, you know, Mike Bellotti would bring the new guys in along with the staff and you would go around the room and you kind of give your story. Now, initially I was like, all right, well, I don't really, you know, care about the whole story and everybody going through, but I do. And not that I need to share my whole story. But you learn something different or something unique about that individual that you may not have known about that person and what's important to them and what makes them tick. And then that helps you find, you know, what's the best buttons to push when you're coaching these kids. Because it's more than just – and all the stuff they got to go through right now, there's so many – they're getting pulled in so many different ways. And as some kids, you just, you know – there's a, there's a lot of things in their life that are going on, and I think if they can go around and share, they really open up and you find out more about these kids off the field, and then you're invested
1: in their life. Definitely, definitely. Well, Coach, to wrap things up, when you know we're looking at the classroom, there's always that check for understanding quiz test, something at the end to make sure that they got it. So you as the, the teacher leading that room, get the feedback you need. that Either you're teaching it well or you're missing some points. For you, how do you do that part of it? How do you make sure that these guys are getting it? You know, whether that's something formally like a test or, you know, asking guys to stand up and repeat something back. How do you handle that?
0: So one, when you watch the film, you know who gets it and who doesn't. You've got to pull, draw from those that don't get it. You've got to figure out why they're not getting it. So I think a test, Uh, is important. And I don't mean these long tests where they're drawing everything out. It can be as simple as, all right, here are 10 questions on the day. Here's what we're doing with, uh, you know, the tempo that we have. All right, what does this mean? What does this call mean? When do we use this call? And it's quick to the point. And uh, I think those are things that are really useful. So I believe in a test. And I usually do it at the beginning. Hey, here's some things that we covered. Here it is uh, from the other day. And I just give it to them. It's quick. They do it, and they turn it in, and then you just, you know, you look at it. You'll, you'll say, hey, we had an issue with this, or we had an issue with that, and it's something quick. But that's just so they can come in and do it. Hey, we're gonna draw draw this protection up versus four down, uh, make the mic out. So you know what I mean? Things like that. Now they bring the sam and the mic. Who we're responsible for? And they'll draw that. Just an example of it. But I believe in a printed out test. You know, camp. It wasn't every day. Spring. It was every day. Not this this previous spring. But I think every couple of days in camp for sure. And then during the week, uh, they get a test at the end of the week. But I do believe in a couple of times, uh, like quizzes, so to speak, every other day, maybe not every single day, but at least every other day, just some things to hit on.
1: Now, I had uh, Dante Scarnecchia on the podcast, and he talked about giving the guys tests. And, he, and I think this works really well for offensive line. I'm not sure it works. Uh, for every position, but, you know, going back to that five-strong idea, I mean, he allowed them to complete that test together, his thought process being, I need these guys to work together, communicate. Like, it doesn't matter to me if they have the collective unit together is working on it. They're all right. They're all wrong. 100%.
0: I love it. I'll end on this one. So, again, going back to Oregon when I was a GA, you'd have to give the test out. I didn't do the test. The old line coach did. And then we handed them out and they would take the test and we'd be going over to the hotel on the bus and they would all be doing it together. And I loved it because they were talking football and they were talking about the test. Now maybe they didn't even want to take the test. Okay, great. But you just talked for a half hour, getting on the bus, sitting down, going over there the whole time you were talking about, you know, football and asking questions. I, I couldn't agree more with coach. One hundred percent. Now they're talking to each other, and maybe they didn't know the answer, but now they know it, and they talk about it with each other. Great point.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know uh, you're you're out recruiting, you're uh, dealing with the traffic through <laughs> Boston, but uh, you took some time to talk ball with us here, and it was great to catch up with you. And certainly, good luck to you and the Rams here in twenty twenty
0: three. I appreciate you. Look forward to being on again. And uh, have uh, have a great summer and look forward to catching up again.
1: Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, establish learning standards, classroom procedures, and set the tone for what the classroom environment will be for your position group on day one. Create an environment that works best for player learning and fosters communication and chemistry. Those will be important as players carry this learning out onto the field. We had a two-part discussion with legendary offensive line coach Bob Wiley where he explained how he set up his physical classroom for learning. Listen to this one as well to get ready for the season. Two, use the 10-minute rule. Change activities and get them up and moving to break things up. A popular methodology talked about for classroom teachers is the 10-minute rule meaning to change activity every 10 minutes. That may seem disruptive, but it could be built around framing out your classroom time into different segments. For example, like in any class, you want to do something to grab their attention and set the focus for the day. Maybe you start with a play of the day or effort of the day from the previous practice and talk about that for a few minutes, asking your players what was best about that play. Maybe you group clips into categories that you're going to cover over the session into things like the good, the bad, and the ugly and talk about different things within each of those groups. Coach Morrissey likes to get them up and have them move to feel their technique. The whole idea is don't just have them sit for 40 minutes. Mix it up and keep them on edge and learning. Three, have multiple ways to check for understanding. These certainly can be tests or quizzes. It can also be having a player talk through a play clip or explain a concept. They can be group activities, which certainly is important when you have a position group that must work together and communicate. As mentioned in the episode with longtime New England Patriots offensive line coach, utilizing group tests can be a great way to bring those guys together and prepare them for the game plan executed on game day. Be sure to check out coachingcoordinator.com for enhanced show notes, for supplemental resources, and related episodes. You can also sign up for our weekly tip sheet. Do you have ideas that you'd like to share on the podcast? DM me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski or email me Keith at Coaching Coordinator and we'll set something up.